Welcome. You are listening to a broadcast by Barnabas Foundation, your trusted partner for smart and powerful generosity. And here is your host, Reverend Philip Leo, Director of Church Communications. Hello, everyone. This is Philip Leo. In the first part of a four-part series on gifts that reduce taxes, Kurt Knoll, Director of Member Relations, and Cindy Remersma, Client Services Administrator, talk about giving stock to your church. Good morning. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we're glad you're with us today. My name is Kurt Knoll, the Director of Member Relations here at Barnabas Foundation, and joining me today is Cindy Remersma, our Director of Client Services here at the Foundation. Uh, for those of you who don't know us very well, um, this is the first time we've done a Zoom session where we've asked our members to uh, invite donors to uh, participate in this conversation. So just a little background on Barnabas Foundation. We're a partnership ministry with about 200 Christian charities across the country where we provide plan giving expertise and estate planning services to the supporters of those ministries. Um, and so that's been our purpose for existence for the last 44 years, and it's an honor and privilege to be with you today sharing with you this exciting opportunity in ways you can make gifts that will help to reduce your tax base. A few just housekeeping items. There is a Q&A um, section on the uh, control panel here within the Zoom session, so if you have a question, feel free to type it into the Q&A portion, and we'll uh, dive into the question as we're able to. Um, the session today is being recorded, and so you're able to uh, access the recording um, uh, through your relationship with the organization that invited you to attend today. So if you have further questions about this session or about the recording, feel free to reach out to the development team that um, invited you today to the session. So this is part of a four-part series on gifts that reduce taxes, and today we're going to spend uh, some time talking about gifts of marketable securities. Um, over the next three weeks, we'll touch on gifts from IRAs, uh, gifts of real estate and business interests, and gifts of farm commodities and other assets. And so with that today, we're going to jump right into the topic of marketable securities. And so, Cindy, I just got to start off with, um, you know, when we talk about gifts that reduce taxes and we talk about giving marketable securities, what are we talking about here? Sure, Kurt. So we're talking about um, stocks mutual funds, EFTs, bonds, those are the types of investments that we're talking about. Those that are typically held individually, not within an IRA, those that are held maybe within a personal trust or a personal brokerage account of some kind. Maybe you hold it at a Fidelity or a Vanguard or something like that, or maybe you have a, a wealth advisor who manages that for you. There's a, there's a variety of, of, way, of areas that those securities could be held. Okay. So, we talk to donors often about why it makes sense to gift marketable securities. You know, touch on the benefits of why folks should do this and consider making gifts like this rather than writing a check and, and giving cash. Yeah, the number one benefit of gifting appreciated securities is avoiding the capital gain tax. Um, and so by gifting the appreciated security, you're transferring that security to the ministry that you want to benefit. So you are, if you were to sell that security and it's appreciated, you would have to pay capital gain on the difference between what you paid for it when you bought it and what it's worth right now if you were to sell that. And capital gains can be, you know, it could be 15% on the federal level and potentially maybe 5% on the state level. So there might be two areas that you might have to pay capital gain tax on. So by gifting that, you are avoiding that um, paying that capital gain tax. The charity doesn't have to pay tax, so the charity will not incur that when they when they sell that security. So that's one of the main reasons. And you also, um, another reason is you get a fair market um, deduction, a, um, 
charitable deduction for the fair market value of the stock and the value that it is on the date that it's transferred to the charity. Another, a third reason is that it really doesn't impact your cash flow because you're gifting from non-cash assets. And so it doesn't affect your day-to-day -day living income and expenses. So those are kind of the three primary benefits of gifting appreciated securities. Thank you, Cindy. We often talk about it being a double win, right? The, the reduction of the tax liability because you're totally eliminating that gain and getting a full deduction of the value of the gift uh, against your current year's income. So um, very powerful tool when it comes to making uh, more tax efficient charitable gifts to your favorite charities. You know, how does this type of gift typically work, um, you know, for, for most charities? What, what do they have to do um, and how do they make a gift like this to a charity? Sure. The first step really for an individual who wants to make a gift of appreciated securities is to contact the charity that they want to make the gift to. So contact them and, and indicate that you'd like to make a, a gift of securities and ask them how they handle those gifts. And they may have a local uh, brokerage firm that they work with or an advisor that they work with, or they may direct you to Barnabas Foundation to facilitate that gift on, on their behalf. So that's the first step. Second step is based on the information that the, the ministry provides is to then go to um, wherever you're holding the security. Again, whether you have an advisor that you can call and provide that transfer information to, or maybe there is an online form um, for the financial institution where you hold those securities that maybe it's a gift transfer form or a charitable donation form. Um, kind of every, unfortunately, every brokerage is a little bit different. Um, so you're really contacting them and just letting them know that you want to make a transfer of your securities as a charitable contribution, and they'll work with getting you the right documents to complete to make that transfer. Excellent. So as people think about what to give, what are some of the things that are important and key considerations when it comes to making a stock gift? Yeah, you know, one thing that a lot of people don't think about is that in order to um, avoid that capital gain tax, you have to take the fair market deduction, you have to hold the security for over a year. So for everybody who bought when the market was down in March, you gotta wait till March of 2021 to gift those securities. So you need to hold it for at least a year. That's the first thing. Second is you wanna make sure that the stock is worth more now than what you paid for it. If it's worth less than what you paid for it, then you're better off on, on selling that security and gifting the cash from it and recognizing the, the loss on your income taxes. So those are the two main things. Make sure that you've held it for more than a year and make sure that you have, um, that you've got a gain on that security that you're donating. Okay, perfect. And I was just thinking about an example and correct me if I'm wrong here, Cindy, but let's just say we have a donor out there today that owns a position in Amazon stock for say $10,000 and they bought it and their cost basis is around say $5,000. Sure. If they were to sell it outright, um, they would really have a net there probably of about 9,000, right? Because they're going to pay about 20% on that $5,000 in gain in taxes, whether it be federal or state or, or, or whatever, right? So they net out about $9,000 there, correct? Yeah, that, that is correct, correct. And lots of times they don't realize it because they might be gifting it now and they may not realize their tax consequence until they get their year-end forms from their financial advisor. 
And so it may not feel like that they're that they're you know that that's impacting them right now, but it really is. So that's why it does make sense to um, to gift those appreciated securities to avoid paying that gain. And then oftentimes, if let, let's say that this individual was contemplating, should I gift cash or should I gift this appreciated Amazon stock that I have? If they have the cash available and they like the Amazon stock, it's more efficient for them to gift the Amazon stock and to use the cash to buy the Amazon stock back again if they want to do that, if they want to retain that holding. Um, and so therefore they still they, they own the Amazon stock again, and they, but it's at an appreciated cash base or cost basis now than what they had before and they've avoided that gain. Thus eliminating the hidden tax liability they didn't know existed. Yeah. And just for clarification, anybody out there might be a little more technical. Wash sale rules don't apply on gifted transactions. So you don't have to be concerned about that um, if you're an active trader in your accounts. Um, you know, so you touched on a little bit about our role in this. Um, many of our members that we work with certainly do take appreciated stock gifts and some of them use us to help process them for those things. But there's also this concept of a donor advised fund that's out there. Um, we're a sponsor of one. There's many other organizations that sponsor donor advised funds. You know, how do these things work and how can donors benefit from the structure of a donor advised fund? Yeah, a donor advised fund is really helpful for individuals that want to make gifts to many charities with appreciated stock because it allows you to make one transfer to the charity that's offering the donor advised fund and then allows them to, they will then liquidate that security and then the cash is in that account for the donor to distribute to the various charities that they wanna support. So then you get one charitable receipt for your tax purposes that you need to, to gift, give to your accountant. And um, it's really efficient, really easy You do one transfer, um, but then it allows you to have the money available to make all of those distributions that you want. An another thing, Kurt, is um, recently they changed the, the, the tax laws so that there's a higher standard deduction now. Um, so maybe some people who maybe were itemizing a couple of years ago are no longer itemizing. What a donor advised fund allows um, individuals to do is to what they call bunching where maybe you can make a charitable contribution to your donor advised fund of two years worth of giving, itemize in that year when you make that charitable gift. But then it, those funds are in your donor advised funds for you to distribute out to your favorite ministries over the next couple of years. So again, you recognize that, that, that tax deduction and, and are able to itemize that. It's really two years of giving, but you've got it in your donor advised fund for you to make to, to distribute out to your favorite ministries over time. Great point. We've seen a lot of people do that now over the last few years with the changes in standard deductions and how they're able to bunch and double up their giving in one year, take the itemized deduction and then follow it on the following year with just taking the standard deduction. So great tax planning tool. It really helps with minimizing some of that tax liability um, on a, from one year to the next. Um, no, fantastic. Um, so donors really have a lot of flexibility with a donor advised fund to use it in a lot of different ways. 
Um, we've seen donors do it where they use it as just a pass through kind of on a once a year basis with their giving to make it just more efficient. So much easier for you and your tax accountant to have a single receipt rather than a whole bunch of receipts from many different charities. And perhaps you're chasing a receipt you didn't find, you didn't get on in a timely manner. Um, but there's other ways in which a donor advised fund can be utilized, especially when you're having major income uh, situations or potentially divesting uh, larger assets and you want to carve about some of that uh, for charitable purposes over the following years. And so if you have questions on that, we're always welcome, uh, we'll always welcome those questions and happy to serve you in any way we can. Um, you know, just one thing I wanted to touch on too here, um, Cindy, and again, if anybody has any specific questions, feel free to drop them into the Q&A portion uh, of the screen. We'll be happy to address them. But 2020 has got some special considerations this year, given the CARES Act. Can you just kind of summarize that real quickly? Sure. So the, the CARES Act um, allows individuals to gift up to 100% of their AGI, their adjusted gross income, to charity. So it's really an unprecedented benefit um, that individuals have this year to be able to do that, to, to, to be able to maximize their contributions this year. Um, but it is, some limitations on it are that it is cash contributions. So um, security contributions, appreciated security, which is what we're talking about today, are limited to 30% of your adjusted gross income. You do have some flexibility to carry that deduction forward um, a number of years if you can't use it all in one year. But that um, the 100% um, of charitable contributions in, in the AGI limit does not apply to appreciated security. So that's something to to make sure that you're aware of when you're thinking about gifting appreciated securities. But definitely, if you've got the ability to maximize your gifts of cash this year up to 100% of your adjusted gross income. Great, thank you, Cindy. A question came in, Cindy, about donor advised funds. Do they have a required minimum annual distribution? They do not. Um, unlike private foundations, which maybe some people might be um, familiar with is gifting out of private foundations, there is a required distribution from those. With a donor advised fund at a public charity, there is not a distribution requirement um, that on those funds. You may have the ability to give those out whenever you feel led to distribute those. Thank you, Cindy. Um, so just here in closing and kind of summarizing today's conversation, um, you know, giving marketable securities is a great way to fulfill your charitable wishes and do some awesome tax planning and tax minimization. Um, if you have appreciated securities in a taxable account, um, that can be, those can be gifted to a charity like ourselves or directly to others, uh, your favorite charities that you support. Um, you'll get a fair market value deduction but you avoid the capital gains tax that's embedded in the gain uh, if you were to sell it outright within your account. Um, so great tax planning tool, um, great way to fulfill your charitable wishes and, and support the kingdom and the ministries that you uh, love and cherish. And uh, many ministries have the function already set up on how to accept these, but if they don't, we, there is a backstop where we can help you uh, process those types of gifts. If you have questions about anything we covered today, I would encourage you to reach out to the development team that invited you to today's broadcast. And you're always welcome to contact us here directly. Our phone number here is 888-448-3040. Or you can email us at info at barnabasfoundation.com. I hope you enjoyed today's sessions. And if you have friends or family, or if you're interested yourself over the next three weeks, as I mentioned, next week we're covering gifts from IRAs. 
Um, the following week, we're covering gifts of business interest in real estate taxes. Uh, I'm not sorry, real, not real estate taxes, but real estate. And then the following week after that, we'll be covering gifts of farm commodities and other assets. Uh, one other point I'll make, if you do have, uh, if you're interested in the recording of today's broadcast, you can find it at BarnabasFoundation.com slash reduce taxes. Thank you for joining us and we look forward to serving you in, in the coming weeks. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. This audio has been brought to you by Barnabas Foundation. Learn how we can help you experience smart and powerful generosity. Visit us today at www.BarnabasFoundation.com.